Today, Ukraine may be on the brink of a counteroffensive. A plane that flew over Washington DC crashes. A passenger train in India derails and collides with another passenger train. The UK and US defend a vessel allegedly being harassed by Iran. And the Albanian Prime Minister criticizes Sunak. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday, the 5th of June, 2023. This weekend, reports swirled that Ukraine's counteroffensive had begun. Now, it's worth saying before we get properly into this that information about this at the time of writing is very light, and a lot of the speculation has actually come from the Russian Defence Ministry. One of the main reasons that it's being suspected that this counteroffensive may have begun is because of a video that's being widely shared showing what Russia claims is a battle in Donetsk with their military vehicles coming under fire. Additionally, the Ukrainian military requested operational silence on Sunday evening, which at least indicates that an offensive could well be on the cards. They additionally claimed that the Ukrainians had lost 250 troops and 16 tanks, adding that Ukraine tried to launch a large-scale offensive in Donetsk with six mechanized and two tank battalions. The Ukrainians have remained silent so far on this story. On Sunday, the Ukrainian Defense Ministry posted a video saying that plans love silence. There will be no announcement of the start of the Ukrainian counteroffensive. For this reason, it's unclear whether this Ukrainian attack was indeed the start of the much anticipated counteroffensive. Speaking about this attack, the Russian Defense Ministry spokesperson Igor Konoshenkov said, the enemy's goal was to break through our defences in the most vulnerable, in its opinion, sector of the front. The enemy did not achieve its tasks. It had no success. Again, it's worth reiterating that the outcomes of this attack have not yet been verified, and the claim of a Ukrainian failure comes only from the Russians. One interesting point that came from the Russian statements on this incident was the specific claim that the chief of the general staff of the Russian armed forces, General Valery Gerasimov, was at one of the forward command posts. Now, this is significant, as this could be read as a response to criticism from military bloggers that claim that the top Russian generals haven't been visible enough throughout the war and have tried to avoid responsibility. Of course, it's easier to take responsibility when you're claiming victory. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Reports emerged on Sunday that a Cessna 560 Citation 5 civilian aircraft crashed with no survivors found. The plane was intercepted by NORAD jets at around 3.20pm near the George Washington National Forest in Virginia by F-16 fighter jets that were authorised to travel at supersonic speeds when authorities noticed that the pilot was unresponsive. Upon arriving, the F-16 fighter jets attempted to make contact, including through the use of flares, but this was to no avail and the plane crashed. The plane was also tracked flying through the restricted airspace over Washington, D.C., which prompted President Biden to be briefed as he played golf on Sunday. Since the crash, John Rumpel, a prominent donor of Donald Trump, claimed that his daughter, two-year-old granddaughter, and her nanny were on board the plane. He added that he hadn't received much information, but that he hoped that his family didn't suffer, after some suggestions that the plane could have lost pressure in the cabin. He added that, I don't think they've found the wreckage yet. 
On Friday, India witnessed one of its worst train crashes in its history, in which 275 people lost their lives and 1,175 were injured. The collision took place in the state of Odisha between two passenger trains. Right now, it's believed that the cause of the collision was a change in electronic interlocking. This is effectively what sets the routes for trains in certain areas and should ensure safe movements of trains on the tracks. The disaster started with a passenger train colliding with a stationary goods train, which then derailed and crashed into a second passenger train, which was travelling in the opposite direction. Speaking at a press conference, Jaya Verma Sinha from India's Rail Board claimed that the trains were both travelling at under the 130 km an hour maximum speed limit. Authorities have already started investigating the crash, of which Sinha has said, whether it was manual, whether it was incidental, whether it was weather-related, whether it was because of wear and tear-related, whether it was a maintenance failure, all of that will come out after the inquiry. Anger has set in across India over the weekend, and there have been renewed calls for authorities to address safety issues related to the Indian rail network. The US and UK Navy came to the aid of a ship that was allegedly harassed in the Strait of Hormuz by Iran's Revolutionary Guard. Three guard ships, which had armed troops on board, approached a merchant ship on Sunday afternoon. The US released images that were taken from a US Navy Boeing P-8 Poseidon that was flying overhead, which shows the vessel with the small Iranian boats very nearby it. The US Navy sent its guided missile destroyer, the USS McFall, and Britain sent its frigate, HMS Lancaster, to respond to the incident. The US Navy said that the situation de-escalated about an hour later, when the Iranian ships left and the original ship was able to continue along the Strait of Hormuz without incident. This incident follows a number of other maritime incidents involving Iran after the US unilaterally withdrew from the Iranian nuclear deal in 2018. For example, at the end of April, Iran seized the Turkish-operated but Chinese-owned tanker Advantage Suite, which was carrying Kuwaiti oil for US energy firm Chevron. The Albanian Prime Minister, Edi Rama, has criticised the UK Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, for his bad taste tactics in relation to the crackdown on small boat migration. This criticism comes amid suggestions that Sunak is soon to give a speech about small boats, claiming that the government is succeeding in reducing crossings. As part of this, it's expected that the Prime Minister will cite a reduction in Albanians coming to the UK. Rama said that less than 2% of total arrivals to the UK were from Albania. To continue to talk about Albanians is low life. He added that the British government cannot detach from the propaganda. It's miserable and bad taste to spin a drama for political gains. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Parton established the library in 1995, giving away free books to children up to age five in her home, Sevier County, Tennessee. The program has since expanded, and today Parton announced that children in the state of Montana will be eligible for free books. This expansion has happened as a result of a partnership between Parton and the First Lady, Jill Biden. The First Lady's chief initiatives include boosting literacy among Montana children and promoting and expanding access to STEM education, particularly for girls and students in Montana's rural communities. Before we go, we have some huge news. The first episode of our show, TLDR's Race Across Europe, is now out exclusively on Nebula. 
To celebrate, in the extended version of today's daily briefing, we'll be discussing what really went down during the filming of the episode. All the strategy and unaired drama. It's terrifying, like, spider of a human being. <laughs> and the legs. legs on that man. Yeah. It was such a miserable moment. Mm -hmm. Which might come back to Which bite you. Come is this, yeah, is no. this a little warning? I genuinely admit some of the worst, maybe the worst hour and a half of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to watch the entire first episode a week before it comes to YouTube and get that exclusive discussion, then you really ought to sign up to Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.